Welcome into Time Out with Taylor Rooks, now on the SNY.TV Audio Network. Very happy to be here and, of course, happy to have you listening. This episode is actually coming to you straight from Gwinnett County, Georgia, and our guest is Mr. Lou Williams. Now, if you listen to this podcast often, you know how proud I am to be from Gwinnett County. I talk about it all the time. Um, And Lou really is a staple here uh, in this area. He played at South Gwinnett High School before being drafted right out of high school by the 76ers. He also played for the Hawks, Raptors, Lakers, now the Rockets. He's also a finalist for Sixth Man of the Year, an award he already won once in 2015. And I think the thing with him is besides all, you know, his resume on the court, which is very impressive, it's kind of rivaled by his um, personal life, we shall call it. He's known kind of as a cultural legend. That's really the best way I can put it. He's been mentioned in countless rap songs, rumored to have had two girlfriends act at the same time, which don't worry, we definitely discuss that. Um, He has tons of unreleased music that he goes back and forth on whether or not to put out. He's also lived a life full of celebrity and grandeur and parties and experiences that most people can't even really relate to. He discusses all of that, plus his thoughts on the one-and-done rule, being a star in his role, the competitive balance in the NBA, and being robbed at gunpoint. And you know, sometimes when I do interviews, the person is a little reserved and a little wary about the things they want to talk about, but Lou was extremely open about really everything. He completely owns his image and hasn't really let the flashiness of his life change who he is. It was... A very, very enlightening and entertaining discussion for me. So be sure to subscribe to Time Out with Taylor Brooks on iTunes and SoundCloud by searching Time Out with Taylor Brooks. But for now, here's the links. Okay, Lou Williams. Hello. So this is Lou Willville. One of, oh. This is, the, uh, this is headquarters. Hey, this is Lou Willville headquarters. Yeah. Where are some more Lou Wellville uh, branches? <laughs> some more branches downtown. Downtown uh, Atlanta? Yeah, LA, Miami, Houston now. We kind of got like a, it's like a, uh, we adopted it from like the president. You know, like once the president is on the plane, it's called Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you at. So wherever I'm at, that's Lou Wellville. <laughs> okay, so explain to me the basis of Louisville. What happens at these various Louisville franchises? Um, I don't, it depends on the season, I guess. Okay. I guess it depends on the season. I guess, you know, in this particular one, this is the, the summer spot. So this is the fun, this is the homie hangout. This is where we do all of that, so. I have just so many questions for you. Oh, this podcast. So many things that I just need answered. That you you were just like this walking myth. It's weird. It really is. It's, it weirds me out. How so? Because I never care like to be like cool or like accepted or yeah. popping. Mm-hmm. But it's so uh, this weird thing. Yeah, this happening. is where we are. Yeah, this is where we are. 
So, okay, so let's rewind just a little bit. We are in Gwinnett. Shout out Gwinnett. Which is why I'm very happy to do this. Yes. Zone 7. Because I try to tell people, like, okay, when they say, where are you from in Georgia? I say Gwinnett County. Because we use counties here. Yeah, people never. Yes, outside the lines. People never understand, like, what I'm saying when I say that. And they also don't understand how dope Gwinnett is. Super dope. Like, so many people have come. Oh, yeah. Out of this area. From so many different things. Yeah, so give give the people some examples of people that are from um, Zone 7. First of all, you got countless football players. I can't even name all the Right, yeah, Bradley Roby. There's yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah, tons of football players. But you got you got Jody Meeks. You got Al Farouk Amino. You got, I guess you got to put me on that list and then... You know, the Migos are holding it down. Yes, right that now. is what people are saying now. So They're talking about boy, the Migos. So. Do you yeah. know them fairly well? I would yeah, assume so. For sure. Did you know that, like, because I remember when I was in high school, Migos, like, had music, but they weren't as popping as they are yeah, now. Like, did you know them back then? Because I dabble in the music and my friends yes, are you do. around it. And, you know, they're in those environments. And early on, the Migos was like, yo, we want to, like, mess with y'all on some music. And I was old and I didn't know no better. So <laughs> I kind of just kind of kept putting it to the side and, you know, the boys blew up. So shout out to them. And as somebody who does music. Mm-hmm. Tell me kind of how that has come about and how you have seen your music evolve. I've gotten better over time because I make, at this point, I just make music for myself. For yeah. Like my friends and my family. So you just have stuff that's just cooking and hasn't have, been released? I have piles of music that's unreleased. And I got records that's like really, really good. And people are like, yo, you got to put this out. You know, uh, when is it happening? I'm just not, I'm not interested. I'm going to the studio today, actually, but I just record and I record and I record. And if you catch me on the right day, like the people that work with me on my music, like once I start listening, sometimes I'm like, yo, I'm going to release that. Yeah. And when I say that, they know they got like a 24 hour window to <laughs> figure it out before I change my mind. You know, like, right. this project I'm working on now, I've probably been working on it for like two years. And I just, I've been recording like 70 songs and then. Yeah. I stopped recording and then I focus on basketball, focus on everything else and then So is your music like are is this almost like mixtape type? You're rapping over other beats? Are you making oh, your I beats? I make all original music. Lil. Yeah. Put some of it out. You have I'm to. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it because it's get I've spent so much money and time on it. Mm-hmm. I just it, I, at this point it might be necessary. What is kind of the message in your music? Um, I don't have a positive message. <laughs> no positive message? <laughs> uh, no, I don't have a You rapping about what goes on at Lil Willville? Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's, let's just, speaking of messages in music, yeah. you yourself have been in um, a, lot of a song or two. Yeah, I heard about it. You've heard about yeah. it? Heard a couple of them? Yeah. I would say most famously Drake's song. Yeah, that's pretty, that's probably... Pretty famous. So we've got booming out South Gwinnett like Lou Will, which is true, which we have discussed. Yeah. Six men like Lou Will. Yeah. Two girls and they get along. That's what he said. That's what he said. You <laughs> cannot conform nor <laughs> confirm nor deny. I don't know. At this point, everything is public knowledge. Like you know. That was one thing that I kind of feel like just totally solidified this legend of Lou That's Will. That's what it is. Is that. And people just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. You just know that it's something that's out there. I heard about it. 
You've heard about it. How hypothetically, how would a person do that? How would you hypothetically speaking, not you. Disclaimer, this is hypothetical. If someone was to have this, yes. You have two girlfriends. And how do you get them to get along? You find two people. You first of all, relationships. In, this is gonna be the fun part of the interview. It is. Relationships are. <laughs> make sure. Let's make sure this is recording. We'll have you scoot you know, up a yeah, bit. You know, people get into relationships where they kind of like prisoners of each other. Yeah. Like you get into a relationship, with somebody you don't want them to go nowhere. You don't want them to know nobody. You don't want them to talk to nobody, be around nobody, have no fun. Like, what's the point of that? That's not the point of it. I don't. That's not not how. In general, mm-hmm. I viewed um, relationships. So I think for a situation like that to work for people is find people that you're on the same page with, that y'all got the same interests and y'all got the same, y'all got the same mindsets and y'all have fun the same type of ways. I think that's how you that's how you make it work. So it ain't even a situation where everybody got to get along. It's, it's natural. Y'all, if two women are the same person or however you go. Mm-hmm. Put your situation together. If everybody get along and everybody like the same things, I don't see the problem. So do you feel like relationships are fluid? Like what person A be. may think is it a solid be. relationship may not be what person B. Relationships aren't fluid, but I think they should be. I yeah. Think, I think everything should flow smoothly and you shouldn't have to work so hard to, to be in a relationship with somebody. Now, do you think, and as obviously hypothetically, do you think that that is how you will feel always in the future? You think there'll come a time where you say, you know what, maybe it should be this way and it should be the way that it's supposed to be structured to be. Who and, knows, man? Today is love. Yeah, you're just living. Today is cool. I mean, I think I'm, they're. I, I'm getting, I'm 30 and I don't know. I just feel like at this point, I'm just, I am who I am. Yeah. I mean, but there is merit to that, that I think that relationships should be freeing in a sense of in not. marriage. Yeah. You believe in marriage? I believe in the institution of it, yes. See, I don't believe in the institution of it. Because you think that things are meant to be forever? You think think they shouldn't be? marriage is a bad business deal. Really? Explain. I shouldn't have to go to court to prove my love to someone. I got to get a license to say I love somebody? Yeah. That's that's business. You know what that is? Those are fees. Yeah. Those taxes. That ain't got nothing to do with love. Okay, so then (laughs) do you believe in being with someone forever? Yes. Okay. I definitely believe in commitment. I can be with you a hundred years and mm-hmm. be happy and committed and and whatever. I don't know if I want to go to the courtroom to legally say that. Right. That's the part I don't believe in. I believe in love. I believe in commitment. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not like Scrooge or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like... I'm not going to the courtroom because nine times out of ten, something go wrong. I gotta go come. I gotta come right back to this courtroom. Yeah, I'm trying to stay out the courts. <laughs> I'm trying to stay out the court, no matter what no it matter is. No matter what, you're trying to be out the courts. Good, bad, and different. I don't. I mean, as girly as it sounds, and I know it sounds girly, yeah. I think that there right. is something. You know, it's a good thought to think. You know, okay, I'm going to marry my boyfriend, and we're gonna have kids. We're gonna be together forever, but. We're also living in a time where you see people get divorced every day and you really don't know people. And it's a sad time right it now. It really is. Just society-wise, it's just a sad time. Like Nobody cares about nothing. Okay, give me some... What do you mean? Every Think about it. When you look on Instagram, somebody can... Don't get me started on Instagram. Somebody can break their neck. <laughs> and we're going to find a way to laugh about it. Like, before sure. we can even feel... Before we can allow that person to, to mourn or heal... Anything we having jokes, 
Right. Like, we, we just, we're insensitive to everything. Now. Nobody cares about nothing. It's crazy. Like, I think it's crazy how something bad will be happening, but people's instinct is to take out their phone and record it, not to jump in and help. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Yeah. That's, that's it's a sad, like, it's a sad time just with social media. I think it's just everybody has turned into the person that wants to break news. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. How do you think Instagram has kind of shaped your image? And how do you use Instagram? Instagram tried to shape shape my image um, by people just, you know, creating, I guess, whatever idea they wanted to have in my head. So how I use Instagram, I post I post what I like, I post what I feel. I just I, I kinda post things that I stay true to myself in and mm-hmm. kinda take that power back. Mm-hmm. And so then I maybe. learned a lesson not to share a lot of what I'm doing on a daily basis or who right. I'm doing it with. Yeah. That's probably one of the ways I've I've learned from Instagram. (laughs) And then eventually, like maybe like later this week, you're gonna like post music on Instagram, right? So then we can hear. It probably won't be this week. I know we got it. We got a pretty good structure of what we're trying to do. It's just a matter of whenever I press the right. button. It could be the night for real. For, for real. sure. We now, you know. Art. We got. You have the, the cover scenes. art, Lou? We got cover art, behind the scenes shot. We have. I mean, it's, it's basically done. Whenever I'm ready to say it's done, it's done. Then it's done. Now, as much as I make fun of this mic, when I interviewed Snoop, he was saying when he was coming up, he rapped on this mic. He just rapped it on his computer because it's very clear. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing, I, I think... Know. A good microphone is the key, though. Right. And so I was like, you know what? My blue mic gets the job done. If it worked for Snoop, it can work for me. Right. <laughs> Snoop is, and shout out to Snoop. Snoop is on my bucket list. Really? I've met, I've met Snoop no. a few times, but he's on my bucket list of somebody I wanted to like spend a day with. Yeah, well, no joke. He actually asked me when I was there for like if I knew athletes that want to come on his podcast. So if you're ever in L.A., he would love to have you on his podcast. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yes. I actually told him Bradley wanted to come on, so Bradley went on. I would do it in a heartbeat. That's no, I would let him know. bucket list of things to do. I, I want to spend a day with Snoop. He is honestly like the nicest person. It's, you kind of just feel that, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Like I said, every time, I've, I've been around him three or four times, and, you know, he makes me feel familiar, so yeah. it's cool. And I think that's one thing that I have kind of realized doing this job is... You have people that you've built up in your mind as like legends, as icons, whatever it may yeah. be. And sometimes I don't want to meet them because I don't want them to let me hey, down. You know what? My experiences, <laughs> my experiences go that way more than they go positive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes I'm nervous. Like there's some people that I hold to such a high esteem that I'm like, you know what? I just I don't want to do loop. it. That's how yeah. I do it. Okay, just, then. If I go to a concert, I'm not gonna be backstage. I'm probably gonna be in a suite. I'm gonna be in a crowd. Yeah. Um, and I'm just gonna enjoy my night how I want. You want the it. normal experience. I, I relish in the normal experience. Mm-hmm. Who's been your favorite person you met? Favorite person that I've met. That's a good one. Favorite person that I've met that I like didn't know. Yes. They're like this was your first time. Someone you built up. Like they lived up to the expectation. Jay Z lived up to expectation. I am so happy to hear that. Most importantly, did you meet Beyonce? <laughs> I spoke. I, I was scared to kind of like. I would be her, too. But I just. Give a little wave. <laughs> just to say I spoke to Beyonce. That is amazing. Yeah. But um, I met, I had an opportunity to meet Jay-Z my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. And spent a pretty good amount of time with him. Mm-hmm. And 
that was a that was like a cool experience in my life. Yeah. So your senior year of high school, just in general, was I'm assuming a pretty cool experience because you're yeah. one of the players who went right from high school that's to the NBA. Shaped, yeah, that's what shaped me from going straight to the, well, from not going to college because I was living like a double life. Like I was yeah. hanging out with like celebrities and then going to school the next day. I was like, it's no way. And it's like, I ain't trying to be in school. Yeah, I was like, it's no way I'm going to this. Like, I just, I can't refocus myself to get back in the classroom. Yeah, like I was just with Jay-Z. Like, y'all are learning that's, algebra. Uh, nah, like, and that's I... a literal experience. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I left school. I, um, shout out to, um, shout out to Maverick Carter, LeBron. I love Mav, yes. So Mav, yes. I got out of school. Mav came and picked me up. Jay had a concert. Went to the concert. It's only me, Mav, Jay-Z, his wife in the room. Mm -hmm. Like, in the room. So his attention is on me. Like, we are having conversations. Yeah. And, you know, and concert's over. I go home, and I'm in school the next morning. So it's, <laughs> like, it's like, nah, I can't. Yeah, I, like, you were done. You were checked out. Yeah. I'm yeah. Can't do this. So, how do you feel about that rule? Do you think, think people stupid, should be I able think to? It's a stupid rule. They know it's a stupid rule, but it's just the whole one and done idea. Yeah, I guess you know it's everybody has to be happy, you mm -hmm. know, and so you know I understand. Do they though? I, I mean, everybody's partners, so yeah, you would I, you would want everybody to be happy if yeah. everybody has these partnerships. You know, I'm sure that the NCAA and the NBA work hand in hand with a lot of things and. You know, if all of the best players are skipping the NCAA, then no one's gonna watch. Yeah, it's hard to be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I understand it on I understand it on the business side, but on the on the on the hoop side, you know, the guys that have been the flagship athletes for this business have come out of high school. Right. And that's facts. LeBron, Kobe's, Kevin Garnett's. These are high school guys. And I, I mean, but it's also, I feel like you're putting these students into a situation where you're forcing them to go to school when they don't want to go to school. If you already know what you're going to do, then it's why? A, and then there could, you could get weird, injured your year. It's just a you weird, know? it's just a weird, it's a weird setup. And I would get in so much trouble if I spoke my mind for real. <laughs> okay. But you're just not a fan of the one and done. I'm not a fan of, I'm not a fan of the one and done. I'm not a fan of how... Collegiate athletes get treated. I'm not well, I think athletes I'm should be paid. I'm very vocal about that. Process. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Just not a fan. Because, I mean, imagine how different maybe your life would be if you took that one year. You know? Yeah, because I had friends that I played with all throughout high school and they took their chances and it didn't work. For yeah. Them. So, you know, that's personal. And then mm -hmm. on the flip side, just got to. Flesh and blood. My nephew just went through the whole process, and you know he did his four years and got his diploma, and that was a very proud moment for our family. But his experience wasn't the most positive. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I I seen both sides of. Mm hmm. So. so do you ever miss just in general like what a college experience no. could have been like? No. But take you playing think, basketball out of it. Being in college is dope. All right, but you think being an 18 year old millionaire is not cooler than frat parties? You got me there. You got me there. I don't think I missed it. <laughs> Listen, first of all, I played with... I, I think I would have took being a millionaire. First of all, I was on the team. I was Allen Iverson's teammate. 
Yes, I which we nothing. have to talk about. I oh my gosh. I didn't miss nothing. Look, trust me. I love AI. He is my phone yes. background. That That's is my why. dude. I talked to him yesterday. Oh, we tell him I said what up. We speak once a week. <laughs> yes. And listen. I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Your experience was way better. That's true. I guess it is kind of dumb to say, would you rather be in a dorm or would you rather be in the NBA? I've but been, I've, been, I've been blessed in my career to have some really cool experiences. You have also, which further goes with this whole legend of Lou Well, you have played in all the good cities. Yeah. How? Who are you paying? Who are you paying uh, no, to get this? I, I got pretty good fortune when it comes. You to really do. Like now, you're in Houston. Obviously, yeah. you've been in L. A. Like you were in Philly. Like it's I just every city that everybody want to kind of touch. Yeah, nobody every wants coast. to go to Utah. You know, no one wants to go north, south, way up north, <laughs> west, and now I'm at the bottom. So I, I, I. You have been in every place Drake sings about. You've been. Yeah. <laughs> what is Drake like, by the way? He cool. He cool. I'm always like, you know, because it was funny, me and my cousin on the way here, I was like, well, now we have to listen to the song since we're going to go interview him. And I'm like, I, if I was a but guy, I wouldn't songs. be in a Drake song. But not as a girl. I never want Drake to make a song about me. Yeah, that, that's probably Yeah, that, that I would never want in a million years. But it's just cool. But you've also been a Meek Mill song. You rapped in the Meek Mill song, right? I'm a dream chaser. Yeah, you... Wait, seriously? Yeah. Like you're a part of that? I'm part of that. What is going on? I had I did not know that. You probably even pay attention. Wait, is Deshaun Jackson in it too then? Kinda. He, he, <laughs> he our country cousin. He'd be around. I got you. What's he like? But And he's, who's a better rapper? He's cool. You or Deshaun? Oh, I am. He you for sure? He is. That's my <laughs> man though. But nice. Athletes, I've never met him. Athletes is me, Dion Wagers. Um James Harden is a part of our crew. Really? Malik Wayne's part of our crew. So I need like a crew. I have no crew. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You and your cousin, y'all pulled up. Me and my cousin a crew. Yeah. yeah, shout out Lexi. We are a crew. Yeah. But yeah, like you have been in, you have dabbled in like every little thing possible. Yeah, just I'm a dabbler. You are a dabbler. I'd like to see what, what sticks and what makes sense. <laughs> Okay, well, one thing obviously you dabble in is basketball. I'd be yeah. remiss if I have you on here and we don't actually talk about basketball. Cool. One thing that I thought you said was so interesting, you tweeted about it, was obviously right now everybody wants teams to tank. And they're like, yeah. we need a new draft pick. We need the team to get better. But why would a player want yeah. to tank? That's because fans don't know. Yeah, like it really doesn't make sense that it a fan would want sense. that. Yeah, or that a player would want to do that. It don't make sense. Yeah. And... That's probably what got me traded. <laughs> <laughs> but you that, said you ain't tanking. Tweet, LA was like, get him out of here. That tweet probably did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, in hindsight. That is hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting dynamic. Like it's it's and it's like thin ice because as a competitor, you want somebody to come in and that's gonna help you mm -hmm. know take it to the next level. But then it's like. That's your job. Yo, you play my position, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I learned that early in this business. Right. Like, I think I had a teammate kind of tell me that, and it stuck with me. You know, I was, I thought I was, I was excited about somebody coming to our team back in my Philly days. And he was like, young blood, that's somebody's job. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it was just, that stuck with me. That's, that's the truth. You know, you, if you, like... 
if you D'Angelo Russell or you like Lou Williams or you like Jordan Clarkson and you rooting for a point guard, shooting guard to come to your mm-hmm. team. That's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, you can't have both. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wasn't one of those people rooting for that. Right. I just... Uh, so now and I, I genuinely don't know like how this necessarily works but and I'm not asking you to name teams or anything like that but is there a time where it's insinuated that a team wants to lose or how does that work no I can't say that I don't think it's insinuated I think I don't know I think energy is just something that picks up yeah you know, if you kind of you if you're hearing it and you're feeling it then I think you kind of just give in to that energy mm-hmm. you know that's why you just know yeah I, nobody comes in and say yeah we gotta lose let's this. lose this one <laughs> let's drop this one yeah I've never I've never heard a coach or I've never been a part of a staff that prepares for a game to lose mm-hmm. you know what I mean but I think I know I've been on teams where the energy is kind of off and it's like yeah. I see what's happening here. Yeah. Do you think if you ever coached, you could do that? Like that you I could coach to lose? NBA, really? Time. It's completely ruled out? Completely ruled out. Pros don't listen. Pros don't listen. And they don't play defense. Yeah, so, <laughs> I probably, if, if I did coach, I'd probably coach some kids. Yeah. Like up into high school. So. Okay. And Gwinnett? Did you go to South Gwinnett? Yeah. Well, if I'm here. How often do you go back, by the way? I work. That's where I work out. Okay, so, so you're always there. Yeah, I'm. I'm over there, three, okay. four times a week. Gotcha. Now another. NBA. I never see students, but I'm over there. But you go. Yeah. You in there? A ghost. <laughs> another NBA question I have, and I was tweeting about this the other day. Do you think that there is a clear, like, competitive imbalance in the NBA? Not across the board. But. Team wise, and this is kind of it's, what I was saying. Is Golden State is that doing too much? No, like yeah, they doing too much. Yeah, like because as somebody who was a big Laker fan, why did the Chris Paul trade get blocked and they get to have a super team? That's what I want to know. Because you, you know, know how what? much that would have changed the landscape of the NBA if that Chris Paul trade went through. I get it, and I'm with you because they'd have had a pretty solid team for sure. Super team's been going on forever, and I agree with that. I do, I do. But this, but like, come on, man! Like, that can't even be fun. Yeah, I think- like if you if you a certain person over there, mm-hmm. like, are you really getting the satisfaction you was looking for? Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. Like that's like that'd be a bad comparison because I'd be comparing the rest of us to kids. But let's just like, <laughs> how easy do you want it? Yeah. But I think that it also goes to saying that people play for a ring. And that's cool. But I, but like that's cool. But like, how, again, how easy do you want it? So if you were in the situation that you could go to Golden State, right would now, you go? I'm different. But I'm, would you go? I'm just a six man. Would you go? <laughs> <laughs> six man like Lou. I'm different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm a role player. I'm a backup dancer. But you didn't answer the question. I'm a role player and I'm a, right now? Like yes. tonight? Like next season, you get more money and you get to go to Golden State. And there's a, obviously a good chance you're playing in the finals. You're telling me you Absolutely wouldn't go. Absolutely, I would. Absolutely. And that's my but thing. Again, I don't see an issue with my, that. My circumstances are different. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't willingly go to a team with, with, with 
like Eric Gordon there. Yeah, which, by the way, another you know I mean? uh, six man of the year finalist. Congrats to all of you. Thank you. So, like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's competitive. Right. It's competitive. Like, if I'm looking and I'm a, I'm a, and I'm a free agent and I'm looking back and I'm looking at teams, I'm, the teams that have guys like me aren't probably at the top of my list. Yeah. Now, obviously, like, when I got to Houston and I, I, I love the staff and the atmosphere and my teammates and everything, I'm like, oh, this is dope. Like, me and E, like, we can do this together. Yeah. You know, like, he's a he's a very selfless person. I'm a very selfless person. We just like, hey, put everything in the pot. Whoever get what out of it, mm -hmm. we rolling. Yeah. But you might not go to a team like that. KD went to a team that's cool with that. Right. But he might go to a team that's like, no, bro. Yeah, like, it no. worked for him. It worked. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. And so, again, it's what I, yes, but the circumstances are different. So, I, I don't know. But that goes back to... Uh, like, even people give LeBron a lot of flack for going to Miami, but people forget. Like, Miami missed the playoffs the year before that. That is true. So, that's, that wasn't a super team. Yeah. They had It'll to get it take, like, a, one piece that makes it a yeah, super they team. they didn't even yeah. make their playoffs that year. But I think the issue I have with it a little bit, and going back to Kevin Durant for a second, is... The way that fans attacked him for it is what made me say, you know what? People should be able to do what they want to do. I think they only attacked him because of the particular team. I don't think they would attack him because he was leaving. I think they. I truly him. think fans are crazy and do. I mean that too. Yeah. That that too. I but speaking, um, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, and I don't, I just don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm mm. cool with that. But <laughs> and I'm cool with that. <laughs> but, okay, see, is like. I don't get that from their fan base. Yeah. They were up 3-1 against that team. Yeah. And then they beat you, and then you go over there. And, you know, from a fan's point of view, that's probably what's stinging more than him leaving. I, I think he could have went anywhere, and he would be super celebrated in OKC like he should be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he 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 made that. he Him, along with Russ, they made Oklahoma City one of the best teams in the NBA. Their fans are behind them. They have a, a wonderful fan base. I think they would have supported them. But in my opinion, but I see, might not no, know because I get the sense that fans feel like you owe them something. And of I'm, course, they feel like that. Yeah, they buy tickets. So they, think they, owe you. they think they own you. But do you think you owe? That city, like, Hell because no. this is the thing, teams, you're expendable to teams. You're really expendable yeah. to fans. Listen, I'm not saying. KD made the wrong decision. Right. No, I know you're I'm not. not. I'm not him. Right? Yeah. I don't know what he was chasing in his mind. Right. I'm speaking as a competitor. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Competitively. Like you want to win. Yeah. Competitively, yeah. I'm just saying like, you, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it like that. A lot of guys wouldn't do it like that. Competitively. But at the end of the day, you don't know what he's going through, what he's feeling in his mind when he go home. Exactly. And he that's the just, thing. might mm -hmm. just want a change of scenery. He might just... Watch TV and just fell in love with how they do things. Mm -hmm. You never know what what factors into his into his decision. That's his decision to make. Right, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he probably happy. He probably super happy. I'm sure. He, I mean, he's playing amazing. Team's great. Like. But as competitors, we you know we want we you know we like to win too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my question for you: What is like importance for you? Like, how high is getting a ring? You it's know really, what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's really high on my list. Okay. But I'll be honest, it's not it's not the end all be all for me. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It's not it's like I don't think that's gonna validate my career. I feel like at this point my career is validated. Like mm -hmm. I'm I'm happy with 
what I was able to carve out for myself. Yeah. A ring will be the icing on the cake, but I don't feel like it's the end all be all. How do you feel about people that almost say a player like isn't great because they don't have a ring? Like AI, for example. I hate when people say that. Can't say it that. really bothers me because AI that. changed. It's going to be a lot of great players yeah. that's not going to get rings because of Golden State or because of LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be, that's just how it is. There's a lot of great players that played back in the day that Jordan was stopping them from getting rings. Yeah. So they were still great players, but they got to go through some real walls. Mm-hmm. Like, AI had to go through a Kobe Prime wall with Shaq. Right. That you is know, very true. Are, that's a big ass That wall. is a big wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That so, is. <laughs> if you were Adam Silver, yeah. what would you change? About? The NBA. Whatever you want to change. If I was if I was Adam Silver, what would I would change about the NBA? Mm-hmm. I would definitely shorten the first round of the playoffs, and I would definitely cut the preseason shorter. You would shorten the first round? Yeah, seven games for the first round. Come on, man. So you just do five or you do three? Give me five. Really? Why, though? How many sweeps did you see this year? That's true. But you want to give them a chance to, if you can be down 3-1, you to get rid of that. How many sweeps did we see? So yeah. the only thing I'm saying is that first round is alone. I mean, it's, it's, first of all, you, play, you might play Sunday, then don't play again until Wednesday. That's true. So we might as well cut it down. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. Everyone was freaking out a little bit because there was going to be an issue. If Cleveland would have swept and Golden State would have swept, there was a big, big possibility there'd be no games Memorial Day weekend. And that screws the NBA. And it was because, it's because of sweeps. But this is my issue, and tell me what you think of this. I don't think that at this time, there should be no playoff where this is the level of play. What level of play? Meaning, like, in the playoffs, Boston was embarrassed. You shouldn't be embarrassed in the playoffs. It's the playoffs. And not only that, it is the conference finals. It happens, though. But does it? <laughs> it do. Like, right? But in the so conference finals. So what do y'all want? Y'all can't say LeBron is dominant all year. Then when he dominate, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not a LeBron. I don't think that LeBron should should both, calm down. I think both, everyone else needs to get you better. Storylines, though. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. You the can Spurs say, just got swept. It, you gonna tell me that the Spurs didn't fight? No, they did fight. Completely, they so fought. They also the lost Kawhi. But so I'm you, saying, what? I mean, they beat us by forty without Kawhi. So. <laughs> What storyline do you want? No, like I don't think that lines. in any way LeBron should be punished for being great. If anything, he needs to be praised for being great. But what I'm saying is it should be everyone else needs to try and match it. It's not a LeBron issue. I think it's an everyone else issue. They got to pay attention to the whole play, though. You got to pay attention to the whole play. Boston goes seven games. LeBron in their home chilling. You get beat by 40 because they clearly they fresher. Do you think people underestimate that? Yeah, people don't understand it. They just they just think we just running here. Running around. The <laughs> That's how I think. Like all of that factors in. So they yeah. gotta be part of what you watching too. You know what I'm saying? Like That's true. if you're really a fan, mm-hmm. then sit there and dissect it and don't dissect it like like that's it. Yeah. Like yeah, Boston is the number one seed. However, like they 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 stole the number one seed. They was the number one seed for what a week. Yeah. Out of a six month season, they was the number one seed. It for came a down week. to like the, yeah, those final like couple games. So LeBron and still they are who they who we thought they were. Yeah, you they are who they. <laughs> so so when they show you that, 
Yeah. You can't blame Boston. But no, but that's the thing, and that's what I'm saying. I and you got to give a lot of credit to Boston. The fight that they putting up with, with they, with what they leader going through. Yeah. Like, Which that was that was gotta, such a powerful moment to watch Isaiah Thomas play. I couldn't have played that game. I mean, it was I amazing. I, the relationship I got with my sister, I couldn't have played that game. Yeah, but that's yeah. why what he did was just so it's incredible, man. So much strength. It's like incredible. I was rooting for him so much throughout that game and throughout the entire series. Like dude, it was just man. a super powerful moment. A strong dude. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I agree, and I was saying like I like LeBron isn't playing to make everyone else feel better. That's not his job. Right. His job isn't, <laughs> you know, to make the game close. It's just sometimes, sometimes you just get your ass whooped, man. That is true. <laughs> that that is very true. It just happens. It yeah. just happens. Okay, so last NBA question I have for you as we kind of wind this down is, so being a six man and as you called it, you know, being a role player, mm-hmm. I think that doing that takes its own certain kind of type of moxie to say like this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be in the league because yeah. everyone's trying to be the star. Yeah, I got over there a long time ago. Yeah, and how did you get over that? I'd I be a star in your role. I like it. Be a star in your role. Everybody can't, you know, I can't, I can't wake up trying to, I can't do my job trying to be James. Mm-hmm. I got to be who we need me to be for this whole thing to move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a very key cog in the machine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there's only a handful of us. When you think six men, you only going to think a few names. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like it's... that's We have our own thing. Yeah. You know, we, we it's a game inside of a game. Mm-hmm. You know, when teams play their starting fives and then your six man come in against, against a Houston six man, you got to figure out what you want to do. Yeah, for sure. It's a game inside a game. So I just... I learned years ago, just star in my role. Mm-hmm. Star in your role. You know, I led teams in scoring off the bench. Just mm-hmm. because you don't get the minutes or, or you're not starting in this and that don't mean you can't go out there and be effective and do your job. Yeah. Learned that years ago. But did you struggle with it initially? Now, you know why I didn't struggle with it? Because of who I was backing up. Mm-hmm. I think that's what trained my mind. Yeah, you got lucky. Yeah, if I, like if, it was, if I was backing up one of my peers at the time, mm-hmm. I probably wasn't going for that. Yeah. Okay. And what is what is AI like? He could. Is he? Yeah. That's somebody who, if I met, he like lives up to, to what I think in my head. What you think he had? I just think he is like the dopest person to ever live. Because it's everything he did for the culture. You know what? You got to get to know him. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, you know, he, you know he's... But like, is he nice? Like, you know, like... Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh man, he's the worst man I've ever met. No, nah, he cool. He just... He's uh, he's a an acquired that you, taste. You probably just need to be familiar with before you approach him too much. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. I got you. And I, you know what? Now that we're on the chat, I had a question I want to ask you because I read this and I'm like, wait a second, is this true? So you're clearly, and I think most people would say you're a pretty smooth person, and I feel like you could probably talk your way uh, into or out of anything. Yeah. That. I do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> that in like. I, either 2010 or 2011. Yeah, you tried to rob me, man. It's crazy. Yeah, okay, so what I read was you were in your car, somebody came up to your car and tried to rob you at gunpoint, yeah. and you talked him out of killing you, essentially. I didn't talk him out of killing me. He okay, so what did... out of it. You just listened, you listened him out of it. Yeah, and once <laughs> he said what he said, I came up with a solution, but I didn't talk him out of it. I didn't tell him, like, hey, man, wait. Like, yeah. So the story is, I was at the, um, I was at the uh, 
barbershop. I okay. get my hair cut. And you have very nice hair, by the way. Very pretty hair. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's like this. None of my siblings. <laughs> you look Indian or something? I don't know why. <laughs> but anyways, I was at the, I was at the barbershop. My, I get my hair cut in the hood, 22nd Indiana, North Philly. My security was with me at the barbershop. We leave the barbershop. I'm at the light. He's in the car behind me. He called me. He said, you good? I said, yeah, I'm straight. He said, all right, cool. I watched him do a U-turn behind me, pull off. And I watched him do a U-turn. I reached down, started playing on my phone. I'm sitting at the light. Mm -hmm. Looking at my phone, not paying attention. I hear a knock on my window. I look up, dude got the gun. I don't know why I didn't get out of the car. Hey, wait, big gun or small gun? Because that yeah, motion no, was, okay. Uh, look, <laughs> I'm look. like, oh, God, he had a machine nah, gun. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, 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 a little Like pistol. a Glock or something, yeah, okay. Yeah, like a little pistol on him. So I should have got out of the car, but I, instinctively, I just rolled the window down. Wait, you rolled the window down when yeah. you saw the gun? Yeah, that's like, this shit moving fast, man. <laughs> oh, my God. It's moving fast. So I just, I just, I decided just to roll the window down. When I rolled the window down, he told me to get out the car. And when we made eye contact, he said, damn, Lou, I can't even do it to you. He talked to somebody. <gasps> he just said, damn, Lou, I can't even do it to you. And so the next thing he said was, man, as much as you do for the city, as much as you do for my neighborhood, yeah. I can't do that. I can't even do you like that. And so what oh ended God. up happening was, and so um, in North Philly, like, again, I am a dream chaser. I've known Meek before the world knew Meek. Like, mm -hmm. our relationship's 10 years deep now. You know what I'm saying? So we used to, when it was cold out, we was giving out coats and sweaters and gloves and, you know, and we doing this out of pocket. You know, like, we going to Brothers and Coat Factory ourselves. Yeah. Clearing the racks out. Oh my God! Pulling up in U-Haul trucks. Yeah. Passing stuff out. That's great. One of the songs he say he talking to the DA. How did DA hate me when me and Lou just put, took twenty racks and put coats on the kids' backs when it's thirty degrees outside? Like how can yeah. you hate me when I do that? So we used to do these things in the summertime. We do the camps, pull up with the ice cream trucks, giving out the ice cream. Like that was just a community that embraced me, and I embraced them back. This dude happened to be from that community. I was in that community. And he felt, he just said, I couldn't do it to you. Then he just explained, like, mind you, all this is like a 30-second window. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm slowing it down. Oh, my like gosh. Window. So he's like, I just got out of jail, man. I'm out here hurting. I'm hungry. All I got is this gun. I'm just looking oh around. So I'm like, bro, it's a McDonald's right there, bro. If you run to the McDonald's, I will pull in and I will buy you anything you want to eat. So it wasn't like... He robbed me, got in the car, and then we just pulled up at McDonald's like we was home. Like y'all was best buddies. Yeah, that ain't, it didn't okay. go like that. I just, I'm like, bro, if, I don't have cash on me, bro, but if you go in McDonald's, I will swipe my card. And buy you whatever. Buy you whatever. And that's what I did, and so that's how I went. And then, like, you guys just kind of, like, talked through it. Like, what bought, was that I meal in, like? I went in, bought him his food, and we kind of just sat there and chopped it up. He was just like, I'm, I'm down and out out here. Like, I'm just down and out. I'm just like, bro, I get it, but this ain't the way. Right. You know, and at that by that point, my security had pulled back up to McDonald's because I hit him like, yo. Yo, like someone just pulled yeah. a gun on me. <laughs> so by this time, my man pulled back up, and so I'm just like, bro, this ain't it. And I just 
tell them good luck. Yeah. I got out of there. That was it. So, like, what is going through your head? I ain't have time to think. I didn't have time to think. I didn't think about nothing. I never even got scared. It was too fast. Well, being that you rolled the window down. Yeah, it was too, it was too <laughs> yeah. fast because I don't, I, had, I don't have a lot of experiences where people just got guns on me. So Right. I mean, how is that something you think about often or are you just kind of like it's something that happened in my no. life? And yeah, I just chalk it up. But Chalk it up to the game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know what's funny? Like um, my best friend, Kenny, he reminds me of so much cool stuff that we've done in our lives. Like I just don't like I have fun. I have my day. Then I just wake up and I'm on to the next one. But do you ever feel like, you know, and I that things can become so normal that you almost that's forget to cherish. I, that's like, probably where I'm at. Like, yeah. I go do stuff that's like mind blowing. Yeah. And I just be sitting there. And I have to remind myself, like, yo, you're supposed to be having fun right now. Yeah, so like sometimes you kinda you just it's, it becomes routine. But that's kind that's sad sometimes. Like there's this chat and there's a Childish Gambino song when he's like, You don't take pictures when you're rich, you just see it again. But I think that's like Kind of sad. I agree. I've been working on trying to have fun again. Yeah. I mean, you have a little Willville, so. Yeah, but I'm here every day. <laughs> that is true. You know, so sometimes when it's a party, I might go home and go to sleep. What? Straight up. You just... Can you confirm or deny this? Confirm. confirm. Okay. I believe you. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I so you're just sleeping with people yeah. in the pool splashing around? I'm going to sleep. It's under control. Really? Yeah. See, I just want your life for like a week. I couldn't handle it for like any more than a week. Not even a week and a day. Come hang out. We'll get you in some trouble. Get me some trouble. All right, let's see what the Twitter question's looking like. They just going to ask me about stuff that you already asked about. Yeah, someone said ask him to give us game and get two women to be sister wives. Already did. I got the game. Yeah. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> Someone said, I've got some legendary off-the-court questions soon come. Well, look, it's, it's laid back around here, right? So it is. like crazy. And that is, that is something I will admit. Oh, yeah, retweet it because your fans might have some more I'm questions after Um, That is one thing I will say is I thought you were going to be, like, crazier than you are. <laughs> Not crazier, like, in your mind, but crazy, like, wild. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not wild. Not at all. Like, you're very chill. I thought you were, like, you were going to just, like, act like a movie. Like, for example, I, <laughs> when I went to L.A. I wish I had that in my, per- I need more of that in my personality. You probably do. You know do. how much money I could have made in the last couple of years if I had more bravado in my personality? Yeah. Like, if I was Nick Young. I interviewed I him Nick, when I went to L.A. Can you imagine the That money? man is crazy. <laughs> Favorites. I love him though. His interview He's was one great. Of my <laughs> like we we were teammates, so we couldn't take anything seriously. Yeah, he just funny. So could you imagine you interviewed him? You spent time. Yes. With him. If I had his person. It was him and me. If I, <laughs> listen, if I had that, I would have made so much bread. I'd be on TV. I'd, I'd be popping. Yes. No, I mean well, he he was great. Him. He oh, really cool. was. Do you miss being able to play with him? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you like, like I was ready to go. He, he, he know it. He know it. And if he he hear me say that, he's gonna bust out. Loud. <laughs> he know exactly what I'm talking about. But that's the thing, and that is one of the reasons I like doing the podcast. Is a I've been able to meet like some really cool people, people I never thought like I would. Yeah. Um, but then you see that 
most of the time they're not like you think and it's mostly because they're better. That's perfect for you. Yeah, it's so fun. I love it. Because, I mean, I like seeing the good in people and, like, being able to have real conversations. But not conversations that are meant to, like, you know, be clickbait or, like, meant to make a headline. Like, I want people to be able to come on and just, like, be chill and just talk, have a normal conversation. So that's been one of the the great things. Oh, question. About Nick, actually. What's going on with you and Nick Young? And did he pay you your money? Yeah, he gave me my money. <laughs> what was that bet about? Was it secret? Like, did y'all ever nah, say what we, it was? We, uh, we gamble. We play cards. Spades? No, nah, this is a game called Blu-ray. He owed me a little money. I ain't gonna say how much, but it, <laughs> like, it can, it can change some lives. So, Could it? Yeah. Get some and, people through college? It, and he owed me some money. I got traded. He acted like he wasn't gonna pay me. <laughs> <laughs> like, this money is still on the table. He was acting like he wasn't gonna pay me. And so... Well, I got traded to Houston. I was staying at the Four Seasons. We had to play the Lakers two weeks later. They were staying at the Four Seasons. You know, I'm still basically a part of the team. They just <laughs> traded me. So I just text our, <laughs> text our travel travel coordinator and I asked him, like, yeah, what room is Nick in? He told me the room. I went and knocked on his door. He gave me my money. <laughs> so you're a good car player. That day I was. That day you were. Yeah. Well, I have taken up too much of your time. So I'm going to ask you one more question that mm-hmm. someone just asked. With B, and I, well, we kind of talked about this. Someone asked with being such a star quality athlete, how'd you adapt to becoming a six man? Mm-hmm. So I will give you this one. Where do you see the Rockets going next year? And where should they improve going into the offseason? I think I that's an like, appropriate yeah, answer. I, I think we'll be a better team. Um, you know, I, I think we, um, I don't want to say overachieved, but we did a lot of things that wasn't expected. Yeah. Know? Just from the beginning of the season when I wasn't there, you know, this being Coach Coach Tony's first year, mm-hmm. this being James' first year as a point guard, um, you know, you had so many different moving parts, and then, you know, you bring me in at the tail end, and you're kind of trying to work all of these things in. Um, and we put, you know, we put together a pretty good run. We ran into a dead end at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before that, to be the first year to have all of these pieces together, uh, I think the future is bright for us. I think we can get, um, I think we can get some bigger pieces. But I always think that because I'm a guard, so I never say like we need another guard. <laughs> we need every other position besides yeah, Ryan. Give me a center. <laughs> but no, I think we have we have we have high quality guard play, and we got quality guys at at the at the four and five positions. But I don't think one more guy would hurt. Nice. Well, Lou, you were a pleasure. Thank you. Such quality in, conversation. I wasn't a movie. Yeah, you were in a movie, but it was great. It was it's like great. a TV show. <laughs> Slow, but it gets the job done. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me to Louisville. Life is forever changed. <laughs> Thanks so much. There you have it, Lou Williams. He continues to live that very legendary lifestyle, and I'm thankful he gave us all a little bitty peek into it. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, and leave a review. I'm Taylor Brooks. Until next.